Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat, we're going to consider how HR leaders can use AI for building leadership and culture. My guest this time is the awesome, wonderful Devani Vaishampayam. She has a diverse range of experiences as a senior HR director across a number of industries, including engineering, telecoms, oil and gas, banking, professional services, and technology. She was previously group HR director at BSI and AT Tankers, and has experience of large international businesses such as Citibank, G4S, AT&T, Rolls-Royce, and BG Group. She is currently a non-executive director at the British Quality Foundation, England's Law Society and a board mentor with Critical Eye. Devani was a finalist for the 2020 Asian Women of Achievement Awards, Digital, listed in the 2017 Financial Times Ethnic Minority Leaders list and the 2016 Cranfield FTSE 100 Women to Watch list. Devani is also the managing partner of HR Tech Partnership, an investment and digital innovation venture focused on the future of work. The fund invests in AI-based HR digital startups, and the firm also runs innovation hubs, helping organizations engage and learn about digital disruption in the workplace. Devani, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the HR Chat Pod. Thank you so much, Bill. I really am really, looking forward to having an interesting chat with you. I want to chat to you a bit about artificial intelligence and uh, how it continues to... Uh, augment and, and replace uh, roles within within organizations. Where do you see AI being used around leadership and culture today and uh, over, say, the, the course of the next 12 to 24 months? And what new tech is helping to augment work perhaps traditionally done by humans? The reality is I think, you know, AI and tech was always there. I mean, whether you're driving a car, which today is really 100% tech and not what it used to mean earlier in terms of, you know, your actual mechanical engineering or if you're watching Netflix or you're listening to Alexa, I think all that uses AI in a big way. Um, but if I step back again to how AI and tech is now being, uh, is going to be far more relevant around the leadership and culture agenda. Uh, what, what the pandemic has done is I think, let me, I just want to start with how the role of leaders and managers is rapidly changing because of a hybrid, of hybrid way of working. I think for leaders, the challenge is how do you create a culture that is linked to purpose? How do you engage employees when they're physically not together? So I think that's one of the things, areas that uh, AI and digital can help. And we shall look at that a little more. But the other big challenge that leaders, a couple of other challenges that leaders have, and I say leaders is probably more the senior leaders within the business, is skills and talent. I think business models are changing. And as a result of it, anticipating but securing the skills and talent is something that needs to be thought through and planned and focused on. Otherwise, it's going to make them less competitive. And in all this, I think modeling role behavior for, for leaders is becoming even more important. And it's difficult in a, in a hybrid workplace. How do you make yourself visible? Conversely, I think when you're in a Zoom call, even the minutest of things gets noticed far more easily. So the other challenge I think leaders have now is how do they become more visible role models? 
Now, the challenge facing managers is slightly different. And when I say managers, I'm typically talking of first-line managers, middle managers. Uh, and traditionally, I think they used to have teams sitting with them. So the typical things you would they would they would need to do around people management, which is you know feedback, mentoring, coaching, um, just ongoing performance conversations, figuring out whether the team is is well, whether there are any issues, stress levels. Today, I think it's a combination of two things. Uh, because employees are remote, it gets really difficult for them, and they often have pretty large teams. Um, and more often than not, they're not as experienced, don't have that level of in a number of years of experience. So I do think the challenge generally in terms of leadership and culture is the needs are changing. But unless organizations step in to actively support them with tools, with uh, support, uh, I think both leaders and managers are going to struggle. And that's going to have a big impact on productivity, on nutrition and employees employee engagement, and therefore their ability just to, I think, attract talent. So uh, I think your question really was, how can AI solutions help? Now, again, it's it's a big area. But as you know, we operate uh, an innovation hub, and we have uh, over a couple of hundred solutions now which can help organizations in, in a variety of different ways. Um, you know, The first is, how do you build leadership capability? And, and I, I, I think I, I mentioned some of the issues, uh, particularly of first-line managers or, or people who are managing large teams. There the question is, is there something that can help them with ongoing feedback? Is there a, a solution that can help them coach their teams uh, via a digital solution, but also can bring in the human element and life coaches if needed? Is there a way you can put into place a mentoring platform which can really help connect younger employees to the older employees or or, or vice versa. Um, so I think solutions that can help around the day-to-day -day issues of wellness, feedback, coaching, mentoring is one way that AI solutions, and then there's a whole range of them available, whether it's team coaching, individual coaching, etc. but they can definitely help the leadership capability agenda that, uh, that organizations have. I think the other way AI and digital solutions can help is really around uh, culture. And, and culture is such a broad term. But the way we've seen organizations deploying AI solutions is starting with how do you almost assess and, 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 and have your pulse on what the culture is? And gone are the days when you send out feedback surveys. I mean, I know, you know, even electronically, it can feel very intrusive. So is there a way you have a solution that can track and, and that can highlight risk areas on an ongoing real-time basis, but also in a predictive manner? I think the other uh, couple of areas where we've seen AI solutions being deployed is around keeping remote te teams engaged, whether it is actual collaborating of ideas or even day to day, um, you know, we're all used to WhatsApp, uh, Facebook, and very used to digitally appreciating people, recognizing them, sharing news. Uh, and, and there are some great solutions that can help teams engage together. But more importantly, I think it can help the team leader understand if they actually want to reward someone, you can link the employee benefits onto it. So it's not just words, you can actually give financial, non-financial benefits, which are linked onto the same solution. 
But I think from an organization perspective, what most of these solutions do, it, it helps you understand who are the good leaders, who are the ones demonstrating the real values, who are the ones who can keep teams engaged. And again, from a proactive basis, understand, is there a risk in a certain team? So you don't have to wait till employees leave to then find out that the team leader is probably not as effective. So I think culture is is definitely a big area where AI and digital solutions can help. A very comprehensive answer there. And uh, as part of that answer, you did touch upon uh, some of the concerns associated uh, with with AI when it comes to privacy, um, and I, I'd like to I'd like to delve into that a bit more with you because you and I are both aware of all the benefit. Well, I'm sure you, you're aware of all of them. I'm, I'm aware of many of the benefits of using AI within within the workforce in terms of uh, assisting people and uh, cutting down costs and increasing productivity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But obviously, uh, there there are a lot of concerns around uh, people's uh, data and, and, their, and their privacy. Well, what are some of the concerns that corporate leaders have about the use of AI solutions from, from the conversations that you have? Maybe also as part of the answer, you want to talk about how how some tech technology can, um, can, can really monitor detailed aspects of, of uh, employees' day-to-day -day lives. So, you know, for example, uh, scanning emails and, and, and putting out words from those emails in terms of uh, helping with uh, psychometric assessments. Yeah, so I, th I think the two big concerns that I hear, um, you know, leaders, business leaders, HR leaders kind of initially talk about when you talk about AI and digital solutions is the first is ethics. Um, and of course, uh, what hasn't helped is, is some level of bad publicity about how things could go wrong or have gone, gone wrong. So if you look at Amazon and the way it used AI in recruitment uh, and, and, and what it resulted in is, is a greater level of bias. Uh, but I think on the flip side, what it has done is it has again highlighted the need for thinking through about the design and how you use these solutions. Uh, and in a strange way, it also puts a spotlight on if there have been gaps, uh, if there are problem areas, and if you just replicate what your current process is onto a digital app, that the chances are that if you had a bias in recruiting earlier, that's going to get magnified. So I think the understanding, managing ethics uh, and ensuring that you know, you don't, you try, and, this is a new way to, to therefore almost remove some of the issues, problem areas, biases that could exist in your current way of doing things is a topic I think that many business and HR leaders are keen to understand. And, and when we talk about the hub, I think we all, that that comes up as, as make, wanting to make sure. And of course, this, the biggest area currently, again, because of the pandemic is data privacy. Now, I think prior to the pandemic, I think data privacy was more about, you know, rules and compliance and GDPR. But today, with the constant use of technology and, of course, some misuse by organizations to, at times, to almost spy on employees to make sure productivity levels are maintained, there is a concern about making sure that employees don't feel as if their privacy is being invaded. Uh, and, and and I think part of a job, therefore, as part of the hub, is to help them understand how it doesn't mean 
that individual privacy can be violated. So let me give you a, a current example. We're working with a very big financial services firm uh, who are piloting a mental health uh, solution with us. So obviously, the, particularly in some a sensitive area of mental health, they really needed to understand how the solution and the app did not you know, share employees' personal information. And having understood that what most of these solutions do is they drop themes. They don't bring up individual data, but they can draw up data based on a number of employees, a collection of employees, which is then similar to, I guess, a process that you would follow even in a paper-based survey process. You know, you're picking up what a larger group of people are saying, or you can highlight hotspots where, whether it's a geography or whether it's a team, but yet it's not about individual data. But again, uh, ethics and data privacy obviously needs to be understood better so that HR and business leaders are better informed, but more importantly, they can reassure employees about the value of using this. So uh, I agree with you, Bill. I think there's, there's, there's some level of education and awareness that definitely uh, is, is looked for by uh, our customers and HR and business leaders around this. And, and what if employees want to opt out? Uh, is, is that okay? What problems does that cause for the organization? Is there a conversation that has to be had with the employee as to their motives for wanting to opt out of, uh, of, of technology that, that can monitor their, their work patterns and, and, and yes. so on? Ultimately, uh, uh, the other part of it as well is ultimately, is that the property or a lot of, uh, a lot of what they're doing is on the property of, of companies. So I guess companies have uh, different um, legal recourse as they, than they would do in, in normal day-to-day -day life. Yeah, I, I guess in a bigger question, probably also captures some of the biases. I mean, you use the word monitor employees. Um, I would say, so our focus is really not so much about pure productivity solutions. It's more about enhancing and supporting people management, which is quite different. So let's say, you know, there is a coaching app. Well, obviously, it's up to the employee to decide whether they want to use the coaching solution or no, but it's the same way the employee would have the option of participating in a real life personal coaching event. Mental wellness, for example. Again, you know, these benefits, some of these benefits have been offered in other forms to employees in the past. You have the employee assistance program, but the assumption is that it's up to the employee to decide whether they want to avail of the benefit or no. Now, what these solutions, however, do slightly differently, it's not just about a a benefit when there's a problem. It's also about ongoing help, feedback, which a lot of employees find useful. So again, let me go back to the same uh, wellness mental health solution. It's not that you use the app only if you feel you have a problem. And so then you are concerned that does the organization, is it going to reflect badly on you? This particular solution, for example, has assessment on an ongoing basis, which only the employee can see. And so it's a useful tool to kind of in, understand, you know, on a regular basis, if you're how well you're doing as far as your mental health goes. But more importantly, it has access to about a whole range of resources, solutions. So you almost use it as something you look, you access, use, you want to educate yourself. But equally, if you've reached the point where you think you need an actual therapist, you can access that. Now, again, I think confidentiality is assured. Uh, so 
I think each of these solutions is different, but I think the common perception that these solutions are being deployed to monitor how well people work or how much they work is probably slightly uh, incorrect. There's a whole lot of areas that they can be used to support the employees rather than monitor actual work performance. Okay, thank you very much for your take there. Um, I, I, my, my job here is just to ask the questions. Um, so if I use lo loaded terms, uh, very no, no, often no, I, I, I play devil's advocate. Absolutely. I, and, and, and again, I think, and, and that's one of the reasons why a hub is really uh, getting very popular because this is a new new area. Let's not forget, I think AI and digital, uh, particularly, and employees, is handling employees is always sensitive. And so there is risk involved. There is an element of, you know, firstly trying to understand a lot of our um, HR leaders and business leaders are not aware that there are these solutions even existing, you know. I mean, it's often thought about that it's about time, it's about productivity, it's about monitoring. No, I think this is whole range of solutions that can actually help develop, build up confidence, help employees manage things themselves, but also personalize it for them. And the more, I mean, again, we're all used to Netflix. The more things are personalized for you, the more you feel engaged, you feel this is something for you. And I think that's some of the value that these solutions bring to the table. You're the managing partner over at HR Tech Partnership. Uh, the, the firm aims to support corporate orgs with their digital innovation journeys around talent and workplace productivity, of course, by helping them pilot AI and digital solutions. Uh, tell me a bit about typical concerns and obstacles when you're starting the journey to artificial intelligence and to machine learning um, with your clients. You know, what, what are what are some of their initial concerns above and beyond the privacy thing that we've just spent a long time talking about? What are some mm -hmm. of the other initial concerns, concerns, maybe just around adoption, for example? Um, and if you'd like to highlight any any use cases that, that, that you're particularly proud of, that would be great. The first thing is uh, most most this is a very new emerging area and the ecosystem is very fragmented so i think uh most of our clients are not fully aware about what is out there and is this something that can really be useful and which is why i think we always start with what what are people challenges and and you know i i've been an, uh, an hr director but also people in my team are very experienced hr practitioners and for us this is very much not about this is fancy tech, and so you need to use it. It's more about what are your people issues? What are your HR priorities? What do you think you need to do given the changing environment? And we start with that. Uh, but also, I think the, the other common concern that, that often people have is about quality. You know, uh, many of these solutions are not large. They've not been around for a very long time. And so the question then, then again is, you know, what is a quality solution? And, and particularly, into, uh, you know, I think, you know, every other day they get bombarded with often with information, news, but don't have the time or the expertise. And so I think the second concern often many of them have is we'd like to try something out, but obviously we first need to be assured of quality. The third thing is then cost because budgets are getting tighter. And again, I think all of us are used to what traditionally cloud-based large HRI systems have cost. Um, and the, the reality is these AI and digital solutions are really a fraction of the cost. So typically 
the you know the it's it's a monthly subscription per employee which often well in 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 pounds it could be 5 to 10 pounds or it could be a 10 dollars a month which actually is nothing compared to investing hundreds and thousands of dollars in large systems which are often very process oriented and then i think added to that is often concerns about the ease of planning and integration um, and i still remember my my last group hr director role where we we were looking to put in a new hri system and the whole planning itself of evaluating should it be workday or sap or oracle itself took two years i mean to in today's environment speed is really important and i think what these solutions do is often all they need is an email address to just get integrated and plug in it's not and so i think just getting your head head around how these solutions different how quickly can you deploy them uh what's the ease of integration how cost effective they are are some of the concerns that clients are often very pleasantly surprised once they start talking to us but then of course one of the biggest uh barriers they have is often time i mean you know hr leaders are under so much pressure right now they apart from all the usual things um you know this whole planning around what a hybrid workplace looks for how the policies need to change you know focus on dni wellness uh, and of course other priorities the organization may have it means a lot of hr teams want to do this but may not have the time and which is why the fact that we program manage the pilot becomes usually useful to them so i think a combination of lack of knowledge uh not sure whether this is risky uh but also not having the time uh, often makes it very um uh, i guess productive for them to use the hub to try something out and again our proposition is don't make big decisions first focus on a small pilot see whether it really delivers the solution really delivers what it says it would do see whether the ease that we talk about is actually there but more importantly also how do your employees adopt how do your employees take to it because every culture is different and so you don't have the risk of a big rollout and it going badly but you also handheld the whole time and the learnings we have from our clients get translated back so uh, the hub is a great way to try experiment innovate but do it in a very cautious uh, risk manageable way we've only got a couple of questions left for you and uh, it would be remiss of me not to mention another awesome role that you have and that's you know, you're the chair of the people tech group at the tech london advocates which is a collection of tech leaders experts and investors uniting to form uh, a pretty influential group within technology uh, with no government backing uh, this is the self-described voice of the private sector in london listeners there we go the group is one of nine groups in in the global tech advocates network of communities can you take just 60 seconds now as we are running out of time uh, to tell me a bit about the group and and the mission so i think the, in in very simple terms it's really uh, an an uh, an unbiased forum for people who are interested around people and tech to participate and that includes experts and includes startup founders users investors corporate flow folks it's a very open forum um we it's global we have people from all over the world and what it does is it enables idea generation keeping in touch with what's happening continuous learning but also i mean if you look at investment in hr tech this year in the first 6 months 
is has exceeded what went into the over the last two years. So clearly, it's a it's a growth area, and and it's a great one-stop shop for people to get a little more familiar and connect with people who are like-minded. Wowza, I guess we've done that before. That was very good. I reckon that was about 40 seconds. About that. <laughs> I think instructions well, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, that just leaves me with one more question for you. And that's uh, how can how can our listeners connect with you? How can they learn more about all the awesome things that you get up to? And if they want to become your new best HR tech friend how can they connect with you so uh, I'm on LinkedIn feel free to connect um, you know our website is www.hrtechpartnership.com so we have case studies we have a little more information there's some thought leadership content so it's an interesting website to visit uh, equally if you want to write to me it's deviani at hrtechpartnership.com uh, but really, we are the only ones globally who are doing this. And so we are very unique. Um, and uh, as I said, uh, we are in the forefront, but we also have a very good understanding of what corporates are thinking and feeling and looking at. So it's it's really an open space, but please do feel free to connect. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Devani, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you very much, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.